The long-term ramifications of being overworked. So Philip DeFranco started his uh, show off yesterday by citing some findings that, you know, you intuitively, intuitively or accept that is likely true, but it perhaps don't see very often put into actual figures, where people who are overworked or, or work, you know, 70 hours a week or whatever, shorten their lives and uh, potentially cause themselves to uh, have a lot of negative health effects uh, in the future. Like, even when they stop being overworked, the uh, ramifications of all those years of being overworked compound and, uh, and have effects even later in life. Another video I saw talking about uh, from Kyrgyzstas, and they were talking about breaking down your life into different segments and how, you know, you might be expecting that you can work hard or whatever and then relax when you're older. But certainly you have to remember that when you're older, negative health ramifications of aging can often prevent you from truly living life to your fullest. And I think about both those things sometimes when I uh, spend all my time working and stuff. But surely, like, the type of work you do has to matter, right? My work isn't physically strenuous. It's, like, it is a little bit physically strenuous, but it's all mainly mentally strenuous. Like, I do work, like, 12 hours a day, but, I mean, what aspects of my work are particularly difficult? It varies, certainly. Like, sitting here, talking to you guys right now, playing this game, can be stressful, can be somewhat strenuous, but it's not like I'm, you know, lifting huge piles of bricks from A to B. All jobs can't be considered equal in such assessments, right? But the more days I go to bed physically in a lot of pain and wake up the same, I think, man, maybe I, uh, maybe I'm not living my life in the way that I maybe should for the future. The more that I get shit from various people on the internet, I think maybe I should, uh, reassess my priorities. But I just love doing what I do so much that it's hard for me to think, you know, like, oh man, I'll just, I'll just do something else. I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> you know? Even when I feel like shit, like, I, I, most people I imagine, because they don't love what they do, and I'm blessed in that regard, I mean, most people who don't love what they do, when they feel like shit, they're like, man, I can finally do the stuff I want to do. When I feel like shit, I'm like, man, I can't do the stuff I want to do. <laughs> I think I just need to find myself some time I can take a break and be willing to take a break, but I don't know what I want to do on such a break. Have you seen Two Clicks Phillips' video about burnout? I think you would like it a lot. Yeah. What did he call it? The something treadmill? The hedonic treadmill? Yeah, we've talked about that before, where when your circumstances change, when your life gets better, for a while it's fucking amazing. You're like, oh my god, this is so cool. But then it becomes your norm. And then you need something even bigger, even better than that to get that same experience again. And it goes up and up and up and up. It's why you see these people with just insane amounts of money or whatever, just doing their houses, just getting insanely bigger and bigger and bigger or whatever, because to have that same feeling of getting that brand new amazing thing, you need to continue to ramp up, you know? The biggest example is just YouTube, where you get a thousand views, and you're like, wow, that's so cool, then you need 2,000 to get the same feeling, then 4,000, then 8,000, and it just keeps going up and up. And then it's like, you got 10 million views, it's like, well, that's all right, I guess, you know? And all people are this way, you know, you know. You always just expect to hit that point where you'll be happy forever, but it just doesn't work that way. You can hit contentment, but you can't just be permanently happy. Even rich people want more. Having unlimited money seems amazing, but you get everything without challenge, so it wouldn't be particularly great. I think that's what you said. Nah, man, there's a lot of stuff in life um, that poses you challenges 
that uh, money does not solve. As we've talked about, once you get to that really, really high level of wealth, it effectively becomes meaningless. The difference in your wealth and your peers, it all becomes about prestige and stuff, man. Who has what rare thing or who is respected by what different groups? Where your money comes from? It doesn't matter how much you have. You can always look to see something that you don't have. And certainly, you'd rather be in that situation than uh, not have access to enough funds to even get by, you know? Everyone has problems, but not all problems are equally as problematic for a person's circumstances. I assure you, even being in the situation where you're aware that your problems are not as uh, monumentally terrible as other people's problems, it still doesn't make your problems feel any better, really. Or any less of a problem for you in, in the moment. You just want to vibe, but Matt has to remind me how depressing the world is. Uh, the world is a wonderful, amazing place, full of wonderful, amazing people, and every day wonderful, amazing things happen. In general, the world is either good or benign, with a handful of negative things in it. Most of your interactions every day will either be good or just okay. The reason why the bad things are focused on is because they are abnormal or demand the most attention, not because they are the most frequent things. Algorithmic shift killing the clips channel. Ah, uh, got some bad news, chat. Not that it really affects you, but uh, YouTuber. Hello, Matt. How are you? Not good. YouTube has decided that uh, my clips channel doesn't deserve views anymore. I mean, I say that, but it's like, as in, like, this is the first time, May the first, I got 14 million impressions. So people saw my clip on their screen somewhere 14 million times. Yesterday, it's down to 4 million. You know, it's like, it's like a quarter of what it was. It's been 4 million for like the last week or so. Like the impression click-through rate hasn't gone down. The average view time hasn't gone down. Like people are clicking them just as much as they were and watching just as much as they were before. But I guess they now are de-emphasizing uh, clip content, which makes sense. I mean, it was so over-emphasized, but probably still worth making content for, but it's down to how many subs? 468 a day, which is now uh, less than my main channel. Like my main channel has not suffered this same dip, as in it's not like just a dip of all of YouTube, it's just uh, the Clips channel. And it's funny because the, uh, the revenue from the channel in terms of, because the, the, the RPM is still three times what it used to be, e even four times in some cases. So like, Finally, the Clips channel can make some money because the RPM is good and then uh, the views go down. But still, uh, still a good amount of money in there, a lot. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it's uh, algorithm shifts again. This is your Clips channel. I mean, yeah, true, exactly, man. It's, it's, uh, it's just an unfortunate change, but still uh, good for me. It is also possible that it isn't an algorithmic change and simply that more people are making clips and therefore my clips are being shown less. In other words, it's an oversaturated market now. Why my sub count massively reduced on Twitch? Where did the rest of the 10,000 subs go? I didn't stream GTA for a little while, or what GTA I did stream was far less, so my sub count went down. I'm not doing any social media posts for my streams currently, meaning the amount of new people coming in from YouTube and stuff is far less. Because I haven't done a giveaway in a while, the people who sub for the giveaway bonus um, haven't subbed. And then a uh, thousand of the subs I give, uh, I gifted so we could get to 10,000 to unlock all the emo slots. Yeah, that's all of it. Do I think my sub count will rise or fall after Oko? My guy, my dude. 
There is so much cool content that I want to make. I can I can only assume that it will increase. As all the people who are so sick of this category, justifiably, actually give a shit again. People are still watching my ancients have the sweep and ended episodes. When I get back to speedrunning, I will be fucking unstoppable. I mean, in terms of the content creation thing, in terms of the actual speedrunning, yeah, I'll be totally stoppable, but you know what I'm saying. I miss the old Dark Viper AU. The speedy Dark Viper AU. Runs dead Dark Viper AU. Occasionally get world records Dark Viper AU. <laughs> True, still have my mass world record and no one can take that away from me. My grandfather pranking me with a large spider. Have I seen a big huntsman spider before? Yeah, I told that story before where I was going to the bathroom in the uh, garage and as I was walking there, my grandpa looked at me and he, lo he looked like he was about to laugh or something. I was like, what? He's like, oh, nothing. And so I go in there, I come out and he looks at me again. He's like, so? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's, he's like, did you see it? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, go back in there. And so I go back in there, and in the corner is this, is this fucking huge spider. Like, just enormous. And I'm just like, what the, why did you, why didn't you remove it? What are you, what are you fucking, I went in there, dude. I'm a little kid, and I'm freaking out. He's like, you ain't gonna hurt no one, man. Don't worry about it, bro. <laughs> he didn't say bro, he's my grandfather, but, you know. Um, he was just, he was very dismissive. I think it was actually dead in the end or something. My grandpa left it up there because he just, you know. He doesn't give a shit, but uh, I think we ended up being dead. But it was really big. Now I'm just picturing my grandpa being like, nah, shit, homie, be cool, man. Just chill, bro. We're <laughs> here, nobody, man. Raiding Easy Speezy. I can't believe when I hosted Easy Speezy, people told him that I uh, wasn't sure if he liked me or not. I mean, he said before that he likes me, it's just that I'm. I, I just, I'm just always weird. Like, I always think people hate me, man. It's just, it's just how I am. Although, questioning that with Easy Speed, he's probably not a great move, because, I mean, he, see, he comes across as a guy who doesn't have a hate-filled burn in his entire body. He's a very chill dude. I guess he doesn't, uh, promote his Twitch much on his YouTube, because he's, his YouTube's huge, but he, uh, doesn't get the kind of numbers on Twitch. I suppose he hasn't been here that long, but, you know. It does take some efforts to get people to follow you on Twitch. Is friendship a lie? Is friendship a lie? I know what that means. I mean, friendships are just based on a mutual enjoyment of another person's company. And that certainly exists. All friendships have their breaking point there, right? And different friendships have differing levels of uh, bonding to them, you know? I remember a person, my deputy manager at Coles, very popular guy, and he said to me, uh, Matt, in life, you don't want a lot of friends. You want just a handful of really, really good friends. Like he says, uh, like if I want to have a party, man, I can get a hundred people around my house in a second. If I need something, no one's going to take my call, you know. I got no one I can rely on. I know a lot of people. I go anywhere and everyone knows me, but I don't have good friends. I just have people that I know. And uh, that stuck with me after all these years. Maybe I don't remember a single other thing that he said to me, but I even now consider that to be very true. There would be a guy that I'd be interested in seeing where he is these days. When I think back to all the people I knew in the past, there's not many that I really care about or, or care to know or contact or know what they were up to. But that dude, he treated me with a good amount of kindness. I wonder if he uh, went good places in life. Buying a PS5 for GTA 5. Oh, no. 
if the expanded enhanced version of GTA 5 is really, really good and doesn't actually come to PC, I'm gonna have to get a PS5. Do you think they will make it so that the PS5 version supports keyboard and mouse? No, they're not gonna do that, are they? They do have that option, but there's no way they're gonna do that. So I got until November to get a PS5. Because there's been no announcement of uh, expanded enhanced for PC as of yet. This is where having contacts with the company or that company having community outreach will be really goddamn valuable. Sign an NDA or something, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, it's coming to PC this date and I can make decisions on that basis, but Rockstar doesn't work that way. Not worth using a controller for expanded enhanced? I mean, if it's really, really good, I will probably just do a run of it with controller. I mean, that's something that people have always wanted anyway. And I'll bitch and complain and be like, Oh, main controls are fucking terrible. It'd be doubly as bad, because I, if I'm getting one of the con consoles, I'm getting the PlayStation 5 over the new Xbox, because I want Demon Souls. But I hate the PlayStation controller more than I hate the Xbox controller. So if I'm doing GTA 5 on console, it would be on the Xbox version. So I have to get them both, I suppose. And so I imagine that, uh, Peli would stay on the Xbox version or whatever. So having the Xbox version would probably be for the best. What about the haptic feedback? Apparently it is pretty cool, but eh. TTG plays on PlayStation. I hate how all these are separate, man. Sacred, separate ecosystems for different games. Do I have any consoles? I bought the PlayStation 4 to play the new God of War that came out. And I also played Bloodborne on it. Um, is there anything else, chat? Oh, I did Red Dead 2, that's <laughs> Crew member skills in GTA 5. Are those crew skills actually useful? Not at all. I think maybe originally they were meant to have some significance in the game, but at this point, not really. Like, taking the crew member that sucks can slightly change the missions. Because some might die, you might get a lower take, stuff like that, but uh, it's not particularly significant. No, I mean, one increasing by 25%, you're not going to notice that. I meant like the 25% increase in skill that those guys receive there is meaningless. You're not gonna notice that bringing them in the future. It's not like they're gonna hit 25% more shots or something. It's not like a mission's gonna be doable or not doable based on their 25% then. The different stats between the characters can matter in terms of what happens in the mission. There are the bad highest members and there's the good highest members. And the stat increases are basically pointless. Like, I wonder if originally there was meant to be, like, redoable heists in single player. So, like, the stats and increasing their stats actually mattered. But matter. You always take the least expensive members. Often when you take the least expensive members, they can die and uh, lose your money. I suppose then you can pick up their money, usually. Internet Historian's editing process. What I think of Internet Historian? Very funny dude. Love his content. He released the video... Uh, a Q&A for his mo uh, to explain the making of his most recent video and in it he showed his timeline for his editing. Anyone who thinks my editing even for pacifist percent is super complicated I highly recommend looking at his editing timeline. It's crazy. I don't think there's a single thing that he showed that I couldn't do but it's just so time consuming. It's so long. And the execution and thinking of those ideas is a complete separate thing entirely, right? The illusion of rain. I wish it was raining in real life. You think it'd be possible to get like a speaker system that goes around the entirety of your house and 
have it play the sounds of rain, including like the sound of rain hitting glass and stuff, and then just turn up your air conditioning, and then it could feel like it's always raining. Yeah, the rain smell is something that you couldn't replicate. Or maybe there are like smelling something candles or something that do the smell of rain. Remembering I'm not a murderer. Happened to me again, chat. There's this weird state of like being asleep but not asleep. Like you're just in the zone there. It's happened once before. I'm in that state. I'm convinced I'm a murderer. And I have to go through like a process of thinking about stuff. I'm like, am I a murderer? No, I don't, I don't think I'm a murderer. Like I think it's like I remember. What if I repress the memories though? I'm like, no, I think, didn't I like one time kill a guy? With, with James back in the day, and then we like hid the body somewhere. I'm like, nah, I don't think I'd trust another guy to hide a body like that. And, you know, I think I'd, I think I'd vaguely remember that more than just like a vague memory. It seems like something that would stick with you, <laughs> murdering someone. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I play GTA V so much, but I'm seeing this thing like, I don't think I'd be okay with me being a murderer. Why would I murder someone? <laughs> and then like, I wake up more, I'm like, no, nah, I don't think I murdered anyone. And that's like, a, but I mean, and then I go like, but like, you don't remember everything you do, and you 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 change your memories sometimes. But I think I think murdering people though would be a thing that that would still be in my head. And then I finally wake up. I'm like, okay, I'm not a murderer. But that was kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, to go through that process. Didn't murder anyone. Yes, indeed. Yes. There is still time. I, I don't know if that's a thing that other people do sometimes, or if it's just because of what I do for a living. <laughs> but damn, I feel really, really bad for that period. <laughs> Trying to decide whether I'm a murderer or not, man. Oh, goddamn. Uh, anyway, just a, just a weird experience. It's like, I'm sure there's like the second or third time this happened. Not the murdering, the being convinced in a sleepless state that I am a, a murderer. Death Note's alternate ending. What is my favorite anime? I still think it's Death Note. I recently learned that the manga had a different ending from the actual anime for Death Note. In the anime, I mean, it's been out for so many decades, Light runs away before he, uh, Ryu puts his name in the book. In the actual anime, um, Light is still in the room with all the other guys. And he says to Ryuk, like, Ryuk, put their names in the death note or whatever. And uh, Ryuk says, okay, or whatever. And Light thinks that um, he's won because Ryuk's going to kill everyone in the room for him. And then uh, that's when Ryuk says, no, I'm, Light, I'm putting your name in the death note. As I always said, that's what I was going to do. Because, you know, obviously, because Light was going to live and live out the rest of his life in jail. And so Ryuk... Um, didn't want to have to go through that because it'd be very boring. So he just uh, writes Light's name and then it ends. The, the way it does it in the anime where he like runs away or whatever, and it's kind of parasitic or whatever, it, it doesn't have the same impact as Light realizing in front of everyone that he's about to die and him panicking and crying and shit. I said spoilers and I said it's been out for decades. It's like the oldest anime ever. I think the second half of Death Note is fine. It's just nowhere near as good as the first half. Uh, yeah, I've seen Mob Psycho, it's a great anime too. Have I seen the Death Note movie? Yeah, it's garbage. I still remember when that movie came out for Netflix, and just it, it was like a ripple effect on the internet, where every single YouTube channel made a video saying, this is the worst movie fucking ever, what the hell? Like, it's one thing to make a bad movie, it's another to take, like, some source material that is so good, and just fuck it up completely. 
What's it called? Um, you're given a layup and you miss it. Is, isn't a layup when it's like the dude in basketball throws the ball like it's like right in front of the hoop and all you have to do is like just tap it in or whatever. It's like the easiest thing in the world and you just fuck it. See, I, I know my baseball, okay? <laughs> I have no interest in basketball or baseball, guys. Just be aware. There's, Death Note is the oldest anime ever, 2005. Hey, that's like 16 years old. And the manga's even older than that. Death Note is like that anime that like everyone's seen. Yeah, Jojo is pretty good. I would definitely watch the newest uh, season when it comes out. Dragon Ball also was garbage, but Dragon Ball is a little bit... The whole thing is a bit more harder to adapt to a movie. Death Note, not so. It's literally a fucking magic book that can kill people. How do you fuck that one up? Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.